most companies lack in-house uh, AR, VR expertise. And according to our research, it is actually one of the top three barriers uh, to deployment. But recruiting AR, VR talent will become increasingly difficult. We've seen a 30-fold increase in demand for VR expertise last year in the US. Hello and welcome to the podcast. The Capgemini Research Institute recently released its latest report called Augmented and Virtual Reality and Operations, a guide for investment. I'm here today with Capgemini's Global Head of Research, Jerome Bouvat, to discuss some of the key findings from the report. To kick off this podcast, I wanted to ask you, why did you choose to do research on this topic? Well, augmented and virtual reality technologies are getting more mature. We've seen significant advances in, in storage, in, in the quality of displays, in, in graphics processing. So, and these technology advances have, have helped remove some of the obstacles to the adoption of uh, AR VR. And, and talking to, to our clients, I mean, many are actually convinced uh, of the benefits of immersive technologies. However, uh, the, the key question is where should we invest? Uh, what, what are the use cases that should bring, that could bring uh, the most value? And this is where many organizations uh, struggle today uh, with ARVR. Uh, so our, our research really tried to tackle this very problem. Uh, and the report we've, we've, uh, we've put together is, is a guide for investment. Uh, we've analyzed more than 35 use cases of ARVR in operations. Uh, for example, in, in design, in uh, engineering, or, or field services. And we've come up with a, a list of use cases that generate the, the most value for uh, automotive, utility, and, and manufacturing sectors. Um, and we show real-world examples of development deployments uh, for each of these use cases. So it's a very concrete and pragmatic piece of research, if you will. Um, and in terms of research methodology, we, we surveyed executives at more than 600 uh, companies uh, and companies that are experimenting with ARVR or, or implementing ARVR, uh, so in pilots or, or at scale. Um, and we spoke with uh, startups and vendors uh, from across the world um, in, this, uh, in this field. That's fantastic. Well, when it comes to how AR and VR is being used today, I mean, how is it being used today? How are companies currently using AR and VR in their operations? Right. Well, I mean, first, AR is widely implemented compared to a virtual reality, probably because there are actually some limitations to what you can do when you are isolated from the real world. Um, uh, on the contrary, I mean, AR very much connects the, the digital world uh, to the physical world. And because of this, I mean, many companies see uh, more use in AR uh, than in VR. Um, and there, there are some really interesting examples of you know, how AR or VR technologies uh, are used in, in, in operations that we, we detail in the report. Uh, bring technicians, for example, uh, receive instructions uh, for airplane wiring through AR, uh, which enables them to be hands-free. Uh, and this cut wiring time by 25% and reduced error uh, error rates by, I mean, to zero. Uh, 
or in the uh, automotive industry, for example. I mean, we have uh, BMW engineers and, and designers uh, using VR to see how the different components of a car uh, look when they are assembled uh, without uh, phys physical prototyping. Uh, and this very particular use case brought down uh, the cost of the engineering process very significantly. So some really exciting use cases. That's what mm. Now, where should organizations invest in AR and VR? Yes, and this is very much the question that we are trying to answer in the, in the report. I mean, uh, we see a lot of potential of AR, VR in repair and maintenance. Um, there are some, some great use cases in the uh, automotive industry. Uh, technicians at Porsche, uh, for example, uh, use AR glasses uh, that project step-by-step -step instructions uh, across the line of vision. Uh, but these glasses also allow remote experts to see what the technicians see uh, to provide assistance and, and feedback. And, um, and this drives uh, a, a very significant reduction in resolution terms. Uh, I mean, I think close to 40% um, reduction in the case of Porsche. Um, we also see strong potential in design and uh, assembly. ARVR can enable remote collaboration across locations uh, to view the same project design and work together. Uh, we have designers at Ford uh, that collaborate uh, across countries uh, to virtually tour um, a new vehicle uh, with the engineering team. Um, and this obviously cuts travel costs uh, and significantly increase productivity. In the report, we've, uh, we've segmented uh, all these use cases uh, based on the level of benefits uh, they can generate and their feasibility. Uh, and I hope they, this will be a useful tool for our clients. So. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, for the final question, how can companies either begin or evolve their initiatives? I think the, the very first step is really to upskill the workforce and recruit uh, AR VR skills. Uh, this is not surprising, but this is far from being easy. Uh, the, the technology obviously is very much emerging, so most companies lack in-house in-house uh, AR VR expertise. Uh, and, and according to our research, it is actually one of the top three barriers uh, to deployment. That uh, recruiting AR VR talent will become increasingly difficult. Um, we've seen a 30-fold increase in demand for VR expertise last year in the U.S. Um, so it's, it's likely that many organizations will actually have to partner with specialized firms uh, to start their uh, AR-VR journey. Um, secondly, I think organizations need, need to focus on, on use cases uh, and, and not on the technology itself. And, and this is something that came across really clearly from many of the interviews we conducted with uh, some of the leaders in the, in the industry. Um, so finding the right case is a challenge um, when you have so many possibilities. Uh, and and, um, and I hope this, this paper will be of use uh, for this very reason. Um, and, and then I think having a central governance model will be very important. Um, we, we see uh, the likes of Airbus or Volkswagen and, and the other leaders uh, in AR-VR setting up central units 
to work on AR, VR uh, across silos. Um, and it is definitely helping. Uh, it is helping raise the awareness of these technologies across the organization. Uh, and finally, and this is a very important point, uh, uh, this is the technology dimension. Organizations need to prepare their, their technology infrastructure to integrate AR, VR. Um, and, and complexity in execution is a major barrier for adoption. Uh, the key here is to consider AR, VR as part of a, of a larger digital journey, if you will. Uh, and part of this journey is the integration with the company's uh, various enterprise systems, be it ERPs or um, product life management uh, systems. But it's a long journey. It's a long journey. So, in a nutshell, yes, these are some of the uh, some of the findings from this uh, from this research. Well, thank you very much. Um... Uh, of course, for our listeners, you can find Jerome at um, Jerome Bouvat on Twitter. And also to read more about the findings, opportunities, and recommendations from this report and others, go ahead and visit our website and subscribe to receive advanced copies of all of our reports at capgemini.com slash research. Jerome, thank you very much. Well, thank you so much, Grant.